Welcome to the CircuitPython Show. I'm your host, Paul Cutler. This episode, I'm joined by Thea Flowers. Thea is a hardware and software engineer with a broad skill set and deep expertise in developer relations and technical writing. It is Thea's mission in life to empower people of all backgrounds using open source software and hardware. Thea, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. How did you first get started with computers and electronics? Oh gosh, I have always been a bit of a tinkerer. You know, I was the kid that would just take things apart uh, just to figure out how they worked. It's always been how my brain has worked. I've always been curious about how things are put together and, and all that stuff. But I really got interested in computers and programming and stuff when I was in my early teens because I wanted to make video games. How did you first discover CircuitPython and eventually become one of its maintainers? A few years ago, I started looking into making my own MIDI controllers and stuff like that. And I'd played around with Arduino before and that sort of stuff. But it just so happened that right around the time that I was starting to kind of get back into making hardware, that CircuitPython was kind of taking off. And it made me really excited because I've been programming in Python for most of my life, I guess. And I was just like, this is great. It's it's such an approachable way to, to jump into microcontrollers. And when I eventually decided to start my own music technology company, creating synthesizers and stuff, I really liked the idea of having a product that someone could reprogram without having to install anything on their computer or having to learn a lot of complicated stuff. They could just plug it in and it shows up as a little flash drive and they can edit a file and it, it immediately starts running again. And I built two products around that concept. And in the process of doing so, I learned a lot about CircuitPython and ended up contributing a bit and becoming one of the maintainers. I am currently rather inactive, but I have a few products that I want to bring to life with CircuitPython once the chip shortage has chilled out a little bit. And I'm excited to start touching CircuitPython again, more in depth than I have before. That's exciting to hear. So you mentioned your synthesizer company. Tell me a little bit about Winterbloom. How did you take that from a side gig to being able to work on that full time now? It's been a bit of a journey. I So I started Winterbloom in 2020, in March of 2020, which might be the worst possible time in history to start a company. It was tough going at first. And thankfully, I still had my day job then. And it really just started around me wanting to wanting certain things to exist, right? I was like, you know, I, I was getting into modular synthesis and I was like, wow, I really want this kind of module to exist. And it just so happened that CircuitPython was, was around and I was getting up to speed with that. And then, yeah, it just made sense for me to sell the stuff. <laughs> you know, I, I started with like an order of maybe 30, 30 modules and I didn't expect to sell any of them, honestly, but no, some of it really resonated with people. And since then, it's really kind of, you know, taken off a little bit and, you know, enough for me to sort of make it my my main job, which is, which I feel incredibly lucky for. Well, that's great to hear. What was the first product that you brought to market at Winterbloom that actually used CircuitPython? Yeah, so we actually launched two at once. And the first one that I designed was called Sol, so that's S-O-L, like our son. And it is a USB MIDI to control voltage module. So basically what that lets you do is it lets you use your computer or you know, any other MIDI compatible equipment 
to talk to your modular synthesizer. Because modular synthesizers speak in analog voltage and translating that is non-trivial. But Sol was able to do that and it did it using CircuitPython, which meant that you could customize the way that it handled that conversion to get it to do all sorts of really interesting stuff. So, you know, there was like an out-of-the-box experience that was generally useful for most people, but you could easily go in and remap it and change how keys are translated into notes and how knob turns are turned into other things. And it's just, it's really interesting. And it's amazing to see what people have built with it. Like people have built special scripts for sold that work with specific digital audio workstations, which I think is really cool. And the other product that we launched at the same time is Big Hulking Button. And it's possibly my favorite product, if not second favorite product, but it is exactly what it says. It is a big arcade button that when you press it, it honks. It is a, it is a module for a modular synth, so it's designed to fit into the whole modular format. And it's such a wonderful product because it's actually kind of sneaky because it seems silly on the surface because it's a button that honks but underneath it's running CircuitPython and you can control how it treats its inputs and outputs. So you could make it where it changes the pitch of the honk that it's playing. You can change that honk to an actual useful sample like drums or something. You can have it generate all kinds of different sounds if you want to. And it's just, it's a really useful and powerful little module that is disguised as this absurd, ridiculous thing. And I think that that's really wonderful. I agree. When I was researching this episode, I came across that and I'm looking at it and I realized what you could do with it. And there was a, there's, you've got example code for it as well. So it's, it's easy for people to jump in and actually change things. And that's easily become the number one thing on my wish list from Winterbloom. Uh, that's awesome. Yeah. And honestly, CircuitPython was such a huge enabler for that. I mean, both from just the coding experience, but also just like for a lot of samplers in Eurorack, like the way that you load more samples onto them is like you have to take a tiny SD card out of the back of it and plug it into your computer and, you know, hope that you got the files in the right format and everything. But with Big Honking Button, you plug the module itself into your computer and there's the drive. And then you just, you know, you can drag new samples over and test them immediately. And I think that 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 alone was worth it for CircuitPython, but the whole experience of being able to change the code as easily as you change the sample is wonderful. Now, I, I know it doesn't run CircuitPython, but tell me about Castor and Pollux. Yeah, so Castor and Pollux is really part of my deep love for the 80s and the synthesizers of the 80s, specifically in this case, the Roland Juno 106. And it is basically a reimagining of the way that the Juno makes sound and it's adapted and changed and modernized for modular synthesizer specifically it kind of takes the core idea of the juno and it doubles it and then adds a bunch of weird stuff in between which is really wonderful i think because it isn't just a straight copy of what was done before it takes that and you can get that same sound but you also have so much more that you can play with and you can explore those concepts in a much deeper way with Castor and Pollux. And it just, it sounds wonderful. It really does. I am still amazed when I plug it up and play around with it or when I watch videos of other people making wonderful sounds with it. It just sounds so good to me and I'm very proud of it. 
longtime listeners know I'm a big record collector, and I used to describe my collection as a third 80s music that I grew up with when I was a kid, and a third indie music, and a third everything else. <laughs> some of that 80s music, what would people recognize that Synthesizer on? Are there some bands or, or albums that come to mind? So, so many songs. One of the ones that's just so easy that everybody knows off the top of their head is Sweet Dreams by the Eurythmics. Like that that synthesizer intro and you know the, the bass line throughout the song, that is the Juno. That is a, a very pure Juno sound. And yeah, that's one of my favorite synth tracks. Um, so That's a great example. Before we go, I have one last question that I ask each of my guests. You're starting a new project or prototype. Which microcontroller do you reach for? So I am famously or maybe infamously a huge fangirl of the Sam D21. It is, to me, the perfect sweet spot for a little microcontroller. It's reasonably fast. It has a good amount of flash, a good amount of RAM. It can run CircuitPython, so you can you know, prototype pretty rapidly with it. And it has just incredible peripherals. It has... You know, six flexible serial interfaces that can be SPI, I squared, C, UART. It has up to 20 ADC channels and it has a DAC. And that you could do a lot with that, right? That is a lot in one little package and it is so reasonably affordable. I really think it is just one of my favorite chips that has ever existed. So that's what I'm reaching for. And you can find that on the Adafruit like Feather M0. The Arduino Zero and the SparkFun thing all have the SAMD21 on them. If people want to learn more about Winterbloom or follow you online, where can they find you? So they can find Winterbloom at winterbloom.com. That's winter like the season and bloom like a flower. If they want to follow me on Twitter, I am at Thea Valkyrie. And I apologize in advance for anything that I may post on Twitter, but... You, you got to be warned about what you're signing up for. <laughs> you never need to apologize on this show. <laughs> but yeah, that's where they can follow me. Great. Thea, thanks so much for your time today. Likewise. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to the CircuitPython Show. For show notes and transcripts, visit circuitpythonshow.com. Help keep the show ad-free. Your financial support helps cover the cost of recording, hosting, and transcriptions. Learn more at circuitpythonshow.com support. And check out my new show, The Bootloader, with my co-host, Todd Kurt. Each episode, we will share news, projects, and other things we found interesting. Search for The Bootloader in your favorite podcast player or visit thebootloader.net. Until next episode, stay positive.